What's up, winos? Welcome to another episode of Cheap Wine Finder. This is Quake. And this is Dave. And today we got a holiday podcast for you with some bubbly and Michael or Quake, whatever your name could be. What do we have? This stuff is awesome. It's bubbly. Who loves bubbly and sparkling wine? I have my hand up. Oh, yeah. It is the Gruet Brute. Now, being a brute means he's a tough guy, or what the heck does that mean? Well, typically means that's a drier style. Typically? Typically. Or always? Nah, typically. Okay. Because it's still uh, relative, right? Because brute could be this or group could be that. You're a bubbly Einstein, aren't you? Yeah. Brute's good. I like brute, you know what? Uh, but sometimes... If it's uh, a little bit like a uh, little bit sweet, extra dry, maybe. Yeah. If it has enough acidity, I I have a hard time tasting the difference. But when it comes to the good stuff, brute is the way to go. If you ask me. Exactly, like you said, with extra dry, it's kind of relative. Like if it's got good acid, it can stand up. It's not too sweet that it's cloying or whatever. No, when you get into demi sec and. Uh, you know, Demisec is for your aunt. Uh, nobody other than your aunt should drink Demisec. My auntie. Yeah, but though I like your aunt, she was a wrestler, wasn't she? She was. She was uh, one of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Glow. In the early 80s. Yeah, you did not want to fuck with her. She kicked my ass one time, but, I, I, you know, <laughs> I call her ma'am now. Arm behind your head. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's I'm like, sorry. I'm going to tell the Iron Sheik on you. <laughs> uh, but, but it's okay. Uh, we're talking about, oh, we're talking about Gruet. Is we not? What a cool story. So, um, uh, these dudes from France, long time ago, they're they're doing champagne. They're doing pretty well at it. And they, I, well, it's not I, man, dudes. It's one dude, right? Gruet a feel, which is like uh, Anne Daughters or something like that. They come out here, um, 1983. They're visiting the American Southwest. Were they visiting Heather Locklear? They're visiting uh, their brother in prison. Oh, no, that's Corbell. That's 1983. Okay. And they go to this Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. That's the actual name of the town. Now, they've been growing grapes there since the 1600s. So you think like, oh, who's growing grapes there? No, 1600s, they're going freaking grapes, grapes there and grapes. That was the initial place for Welch's grape juice. But. Little known fact. Was it any good? Well, who you knows? Know, mountain fruit is usually, you know, every mountain place in the world kind of has grapes and wine going. So why can't the Sierra Nevadas uh, have their own thing? I know it's warm, but you go up in those hills and you get a little cool. You get a little nice. You get a little bubbly, and there you go. Hells yeah. So they see this, and um, that the grapes were going for that long, and there was kind of a little community of French people there kind of that have moved over and grown grapes for their own self. You know what I heard? I mean, Gruet has a vineyard. He has a label in Champagne, and it doesn't get... Because they have an American label, they don't really bring it in here because it's going to get confusing. But he heard from the French that New Mexico was a good place for champagne. Because you don't, I mean, the grapes, when you have bubbly, when you're fermenting it twice, 
you don't need a place that's going to kick ass for a still wine. You need a place that's going to kick ass for a, a grape that's going to be d- done twice. So he went there looking, just checking things actually heard. Because he was making champagne. He was making the cream of the crap. And he went there and he found it. And and the rest is history. Now, what else can you tell me about this? This is like the the the, the basic good... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the history of this family. I mean, so they came over here, and this dude, Gilbert, is the founder in New Mexico, or, uh, you know, Gilbert. Well, he's the guy that founded, I think, the the one in Champaign. Yeah, and so this is, um, what we're drinking today is what they started with. This is like their flagship, the Brute, and that was their first vintage, was 1989. You know, that was a very good year when you're talking about uh, champagne. Oh, 1989, man. You know, come to think of it. What were you doing in 1989? I had my, like, acid-washed Z Cavariccis. Well, you had that green... uh, The belt wrapped around a couple times. You had had the Zubas and the green um, duster coat. Oh, yeah. It was great. You know what? In 1989, if you're talking about good years for champagne, it was the best year for New Mexico champagne, because that's when Gruet started doing their stuff. (laughs) That's right. Because it kicks butt. It didn't, didn't, despite grown grapes there since the 1600s, we ain't heard of it until Gruet came around. I went to a tasting. I think it was a Languedoc tasting. And I was talking to the winemakers. They had French winemakers there. It was a smaller tasting, and I'm there, and... I don't know anything, but I'm still telling the French guys everything I know, which they're looking at me like I'm an idiot. But I mentioned all the good places that you can make good grapes at. And I said, oh, you know, Gruet is doing great sparkling wine in New Mexico. And, like, there's three or four of them. They go, oh, he's French, you know. And I went, <laughs> they're, ma- they're taking credit for a guy making sparkling wine in New Mexico? Awesome. That must be good stuff. And I, I kind of looked more into it and... Uh, French French point in a direction. Go that direction. Absolutely. So as I said, this is the brute. This is their flagship product. Um, they've been doing know- this since 1989, and it's um, 75% Chardonnay, 25% Pinot Noir. If you don't know what brute is, brute is on the dry side. Dry means not s- sweet. There's three different levels, and uh, brute is the... Sweetest of those three different levels, to, to, to put it in a weird way, but um, that's what brewed is. This is not a. This is a dry wine, but it get, there's two different levels of not being dry. Oh, and it's great for Christmas. And oh, Santa Claus drinks uh, brewed champagne. Santa Claus shops there. That's the most overdone like thing in in uh, holiday shopping. Santa Claus shops here, and you look down the aisle, and Santa Claus turns and winks at you. Right? That's in every advertising ever. Um, anyway, this is Method Champenoise. What can you tell us about that? Actually, it's the traditional method. Uh, they didn't invent it. It was um, invented in Lemoux uh, about 100 years earlier, but they perfected it. The, uh, the bottles used to blow up in Lemoux. Lemoux and uh, Dom Perignon quit the bottle, figured out how the bottles wouldn't explode. And that's how they started making it because no one Dom was. Dom Perignon. That's, oh, he's maybe the guy you've that, heard of him. Yeah, and uh, that's the whole key, because back in the day, you could die drinking wine because the bottle would explode and you have shrapnel going through you. Oh, I'm not supposed to get cork in my eye. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, cork, you don't want to be cork-eyed. But it was like a, a glass. Uh, oh, he died happy. He had 18 bottles and the 19th killed him, you know. 
But that's where, but such, uh, okay, uh, oh, you want to know what traditional uh, method is? They, uh, they, they pick the grapes when they're, before they're ripe. Uh, because you can make the grapes sweet, means you can add sweetness to them, but you can't detract sweetness. So they, they, they distill them, they do ferment them, everything you, uh, like, like a regular wine in the second fermentation, they bottle it. They bottle this still kind of tart, well, kind of tart, super tart wine. And they add uh, yeast and sugar to every single bottle. And they put a, t- a top in there. And what's the uh, on lees on this one? They said two years, or what was it? Oh, I did not get the on lees. I knew it was 75-25. Okay, but Let sometimes, usually it's a, a bit like a year. Prosecco is like, uh, oh, we have it in the in the tank for 17 days, you know. But here in... Um, for it's a year to a year and a half, but I'm not sure what this one is. And that gives it this like real creamy. It's intensity because kind of everything's happening inside each and every bottle. That bottle you have is where the, the the bubbles were added. They didn't add that. They didn't pour juice in the bubbly into that bottle. That happened there. Each Ooh, and every yeah. one. Each and every one's di- so the one next to it could be slightly different. I don't think it is slightly different because they got it down by this point. It's a real nice moose. I think they call it. Well, you know, because they have antlers. But- moose. Twelve percent, man. Uh, um, moose and squirrel. This I mean, is Rocky what I was looking at. Yeah. So, you ready to go in for a little inspection, as the French say? What do you think about the bubbles? They're still the smaller the bubble, the finer the wine. The they more say. the trouble. Oh no, that's something else. Little bitty bubbles, right? Yeah. Because big bubbles mean they didn't take much time in getting that carbon dioxide in there. It's a pretty wine, man. You throw this in a flute, and it's just bubbling up. You know, oh, that is Instagram picture right there, or your snap shoots, or whatever you do. Whatever the kids about, are doing. You're all about flutes. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. Doug Flutie. Yeah. Well, um, what else? A little sniff? What do you think? Like fruit. It's like crisp, like green, green, green apple. apple. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some lemon, touch of lime, maybe some pear, but like a, a like a pear that's not too ripe, just oh. like like it has some bite to it, and you bite into it. Ooh, I like a nice pear. You know, uh, I like a pair of uh, muchachos. What yeah. are muchachos? Uh, those things they shake, right? No, there's something else. I think I I think I made a bad reference, but it's okay. All right, all right. Let's taste. Cheers, man. Oh, somewhere we're going to have to do a pop because we popped it before we turned the, the thing on. So there we go. Yeah, we couldn't wait. What are you thinking? Um, ah, the fruit crisp. that I, I smelled. And then when you take a taste, it's more like mineral and, and stone. and It's sleek. It's taut. Yeah. It's, the city is there, but the city doesn't bite. You're like, so, oh, we're going to go fruity, you know, but no, we did not. You know, like sometimes like I, I drink a Pinot Grigio, and I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have indigestion that night. But this has a sleek acidity. It's got these uh, minerality. I don't know where it comes from. Maybe the Sierra Nevadas do have minerality. In Champagne, it's limestone. I never heard anything about the you know, other place. They don't push it. And it has a sleek apple. It's got this grapefruit. It's got these tart things that kind of hold on to you. And a little bit of brioche. Not just bread, but that sweeter brioche thing with more yeah, butter like into it. like sourdough. How about sourdough? Ooh, yeasty sourdough. You're a San Francisco kind of guy, which brings us back to California. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like this. I mean, this is, you know, for a 12, 13, 10 on sale, Gouret, from... 
um, well, it's American because they get the grapes from Washington too. That's right. And I can't remember. I don't remember seeing that like until recently. It was they had a problem. New Mexico. Yeah. They had frost and needed more grapes. So they started sourcing from Washington too. So now it has to say American on it. It says American wine. Every time you use two states, it says American on it. And if mm-hmm. you're buying wine from Walgreens, stay away from it. But if you're getting uh, Gruet, that's really good. Like I said, French people say, oh, he's French, you know. This is a solid champagne style New Mexico wine. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a limb here and say it's the best, uh, uh, bubbly from Mexico I've ever had. This, let me think. Actually, it's not. The, the upper gruet, the $28 gruet. Yeah. Kicks butt. That yeah. stuff is sublime. But I will go there with you. The, the gruet is probably, you're right, the best, uh, bubbly from New Mexico. Yeah. If you're, we've ever had. If it's New Year's and you're thinking, I want a champagne, but I don't, this year I don't have a champagne budget. You know, Gruet will get you there. They, he, he has a Gruet estate. They, they doesn't get sold here, but they have it. He knows what champagne is. I don't think he's still alive, but I think you can get really close to where you want to be with the Gruet Brut. Brut, 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 Brut. I said Brut. Everything is, I'm, I'm trying to upscale everything. Gruet, man. You Frenched yeah, it up. But I like it. And How about these dudes that say Brut? Brut. No. Brit? Oh, let's play the cockroach. Hey, Brit. Hey, Brit. Brit. I'm Brit. Yeah. But Jermaine, we digress. Jermaine, Jermaine. But Brut, yeah, if when in doubt and you can't afford champagne, uh, that's the word. And it is. It's good for Christmas, New Year's Eve. Christmas, you can pair it with pork. It goes great with ham. It's also Dawn. good for uh, April or on the patio at uh, on Tuesday night when oh, you don't. Yeah. yeah. 12% alcohol. Which is a little bit heavy for uh, get your buzz on, but you know, like, like a red wine is fourteen. You're you're kind of cutting it. You, you share a bottle with somebody. And most whites are what nine or ten. Oh 11. no, most like nowadays from Cali, they're twelve or thirteen or fourteen. But because it's grew, uh, it, because what it is, it can be twelve and it's fine. And I like it. And if you're looking for a New Year's Eve uh, toast. And you don't want, you don't think it's worth spending 90 bucks for a bottle of, uh, bubbly and, well, it might be worth spending 13. It's a fun one too. You go, Hey, this is from New Mexico. Nobody guesses that. Adios. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays. This is one of, we're going to do a holiday series here because that's the kind of guys we are. Yeah. And we're keeping it cheap. Stay tuned. And I hope you keep it cheap too because you can drink good. Don't turn that dial. And if you find a dial, don't touch it because we don't know where it came from. (laughs) Adios, you two. Adios, quick. Peace.